No. Michael Porter Jr. Oh, yeah. What do you think I was going to say? Don't worry about it. Keep Michael Oliver Candy? No. <laughs> I thought you were about to bring up a ball. Oh. Yo, what's good, everybody? Welcome back. You already know who it is. It's D. Yo, what's up, guys? This is George. And welcome to the Pickup Show. Today, we will be talking about the NBA draft and a little bit of the draft lottery. So, just quick question. George, are you happy that there are new teams that got the top three picks? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm very happy. I'm tired of seeing Philly and Boston up there. I mean, I, I never I would never get tired of seeing the Lakers getting great <laughs> talent year in, year out. Uh-huh. But, you know what? It, it was getting pretty stale. Right. The same teams. It's nice to see that the three of those teams, you know, are now playing out of the top ten. Yeah. So it's it's nice to see that, which the draft working how it's supposed to. Exactly. So it's definitely nice to see, uh, you know, the, these three new teams, considering that, in my opinion, two of the three teams are not that far off from turning it around if they can get the right piece. I'm just curious. Who? I want to say Phoenix and Sacramento. Okay, I can see that. Me personally, just like you, I'm happy to see new teams. I was tired of seeing the 76ers, the Lakers, and the Boston Celtics. And um, I'm just happy to see two Pacific Division mm-hmm. teams in and the Suns and the Kings. Can I ask you a quick question real quick? Uh-huh. Is Charlotte still in the top 10? I think they have the 10th pick. 10th or 11th. <sighs> oh, great. They've not, now, that's a team that needs to get out of the top 10. Yeah. If Michael Jordan could draft as good as he played. But let me give you a little history yeah. lesson. The last time the Suns got a top three pick was in 1987, where they got the second pick and drafted Armand Gilliam. Um, And this year, exactly. Who? I don't know. But this is their first number one pick ever. Ever? Ever. Wow. Yeah. And the last time the Kings got a top three pick was in 1991. Billy Owens. Who? Who? I don't know. And now the last time the Hawks got a top three pick was in 2007. Do you want to guess who they got? Al Horford. (laughs) (laughs) Ding, ding, ding. What do we have for him, Johnny? Al Horford. And now let me just ask you a simple question. Will the 76ers get Luka or Aiden? The 76ers? Oh, gosh. I was like, they back in the top three? <laughs> <laughs> Will the Phoenix Suns get Luka or Aiden? You know what? I, I think it's going to be Aiden. And, and, and I've said it previously. I think that they really do need a big. Mm-hmm. And I don't see Luka being that solution at point guard. I see him playing more of a two guard in the NBA. Mm-hmm. So I just feel because of fit mm-hmm. and generational talent, it's DeAndre mm-hmm. Aiden. I feel like he's the right pick for there because you, you already have a solid guard in Devin Booker. Right. Um, there's a lot of talented power forwards there. That the uh-huh. Projects, but talented nonetheless. Right. And, and I mean, unless they, they want to continue to rely on Alex Lynn, which... Has Not going to be able to do it. Exactly. DeAndre Ayton needs to be the guy here. Uh-huh. There are some question marks with DeAndre Ayton, mm-hmm. but I think as far as fit, he fits there. 
What if I could be honest and I'm not picking on Luca. I'm not picking on Luca Doncic, but I'm tired of these Europeans just having their way and just working to where they want to go. Like Luca can easily and he's already done it. He's saying like he's fine staying at Real Madrid for a few years. Oh, if he doesn't go where he wants to? Yes. Mm-hmm. So honestly, Luca Luca's draft stock is falling cuz no team knows where he wants to go. It's and I know like similar to Ricky Rubio situation, right? Exactly. And Saric's Saric no. Dario was fine. There wasn't any I want to say there was some rumor No, he talk about him staying over there. No, he had to stay over there. I think for a year. Okay. Because to fill out his contract. Oh, okay, that makes more but sense. But Luca right. can leave if he wants to. Okay. But I think he's just going to work his way to a team where he wants to play. And to me, I thought it was honestly going to be the Phoenix Suns cuz they just hired his um things as international coach. Mm-hmm. As the head coach. Mm-hmm. So I thought, like, if they had a good um, relationship, why not play with them? But I don't know if they have a good relationship. And I don't know. I don't know. This is getting weird for me. I'm, I don't like it because we've never had, in my recollection, we've never had, like, a legit a top two European just say, eh, I'd rather stay at Real Madrid. I'd rather stay at Okay, Madrid. I thought you were going to say we never had a top-tier European player. Hey, I mean, let's not let's no. not overlook Darko here, man, okay? Oh, shit. <laughs> so forget he went number two overall. No. But, so this is what I don't like about the whole European. Mm-hmm. It's just like, yo, like, Trey Young doesn't know where he's going. Yeah. He's not he's not trying to find yeah well I mean he is in the NCAA so it's not like he can go back if he wanted to at this point yeah. can he well he can play international basketball if he wanted to. to but that hasn't worked out as of late for a lot of these guys it that hasn't come in. is there is there any way Phoenix trades the number one pick though uh, you know what like I said earlier I just think DeAndre Ayton is uh, a solid piece on that team right and someone I completely forgot to over, uh, completely overlooked is Josh Jackson who I personally think is going to be fine next year so I think if mm-hmm. there's no way, I doubt he's going to shoot 26.3% from the three-point. No, I think he's going to have a bounce back here. So there's going to be a bounce back. So if he can count on having a bounce back from Jackson, you know, Devin Booker continues to do his thing. Mm-hmm. And if he can incorporate a talent like DeAndre Ayton into that mix, mm-hmm. I think that they would be stupid to trade out of the number one pick. Really? Yeah. I remember hearing that Devin Booker is tired of not making the playoffs, and I don't blame him. And sadly, are you getting at trading Booker? I'm not getting at trading Booker. I'm just saying next year is his last year under contract, and then he gets paid. But he's restricted, so he is going to be at the mercy of the team for the most part. You don't think anyone's going to offer him some good money, and he's not going to sign? I'm pretty sure Phoenix is going to match it, though. So, mm-hmm. I mean, at the end of the day, let's say, for example, they don't build the team that he wants and Phoenix matches it. Mm-hmm. Can he sign another contract? I think so. Not if Phoenix matches it. Mm-hmm. So, well, it's, it's a qualifying, like, He's going to get paid, but... It's a qualifying offer. But, honestly, just like what Kawhi Leonard did, he can mm-hmm. sit out. Mm-hmm. And um, He'd be sitting out without an injury, too. Exactly. Kawhi's hurt, man. Uh, that's what we know but if I'm hearing that from my player right now and I know there's a disgruntled ex-teammate of his out there I'm thinking about trading it I'm why not trade the number one pick 
for a former number mm-hmm. one pick in Carl, Carl Anthony Towns. Mm-hmm. It works out for both teams. Minnesota gets uh, cap space. Phoenix gets an all-star. To pair with their all-star now. Mm-hmm. You know what? That is... I think they'd be stupid to not trade the pick <laughs> at this point now. You know, you really uh-huh. turned my opinion on that one. I didn't look into that. I know for some reason right now when you said uh, X-Team, I was like, wait, Boogie? But now I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> no. That's, that's way before. Uh-huh. But, hmm. Interesting. And, and, and yeah. And let's not forget that they had a that they had a segment on the Jimmy Kimmel show. Yeah. Together. I mean. I mean, they play for Kentucky together. Yeah. They like each other. So, that's... So, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Should Phoenix have hired Coach Cal? Coach Cal's not leaving. I mean, what? You're going to just, just go ahead and make the Kentucky Minus... Wildcats in Phoenix right now? You know how many guys would go? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so, we're going to stick with Phoenix. That's a valid point, though. I mean. You like that. Huh? Yeah, I did. It's, it's possible. I did. That's a nice KG little scenario When you beat the Lakers, anything is possible. I've just I've just plugged in the Lakers so much. You just gotta you just gotta plug him in yourself at this point on a negative way. It's all good. So we're gonna stay out in the desert. Um, there's been reports that Trey Young is working out for the Phoenix Suns. Do you think they'll pick him number one, or will they give him get him some other way? I think I think this might be a reach, mm-hmm. but I think he got a workout with the Phoenix Suns because they figured, hey, look what Steph did. Mm-hmm. In the finals this year, look what he's doing with his career, and this right. guy is looking like a Steph Curry two point mm-hmm. and and I don't think he is, mm-hmm. but um, I I think it's a smokescreen, man. Mm-hmm. I think this is just gonna get they're gonna see other teams are gonna see like oh hey, it's great work by a uh, Trey Young's agent to get him a, a workout with the uh, the team that's picking number one, right? Because then. Those teams that are going to pick afterward are going to see, like, oh, hey, they're considering him. Maybe they're seeing something that we're not. Right. So it could boost his draft stock if he delivers in those workouts. Uh-huh. But I, I, don't, I don't think he's in serious contention to go number one. No, I don't know. But there is a possibility. Um, you think there's a possibility that Trey Young goes number one overall? Not number one. People forget that the Phoenix Suns have the 16th pick. You think he lasts to the 16th pick? I'm not saying that either. I'm just saying, look, they have the and 16th pick. And I'm going to add something, too. If they go after Carl Anthony Towns, like you said, you don't think that uh-huh. 16th pick is going to have to go with them? And then I'm pretty sure they would probably take on Minnesota's pick after that, which I'm not sure where that's at. It's at 20. It's at 20? So Honestly, if they are if they want DeAndre Aiden, I feel like that's an even, even switch here. You got the number one pick this and year's DeAndre draft. Ayton. So it's DeAndre Ayton for Carl Anthony Towns? Yeah, basically. Straight up. Straight up. Nah, man. Nah. I mean, Ayton's good, but... Okay, let's say let's say they don't he trade can't the number prove one himself. pick. He hasn't proven himself okay. in the NBA. Yet. Let's just say they didn't trade the number one pick. They picked okay. DeAndre Ayton. They still have the 16th pick. And honestly, I can see them packaging the 16th pick Ooh. and a player, Dragon Bender, Marquise Chris... Whoever they want to get a higher draft pick, but they have to take on bad contract. For example, I'll give you a free example. I'm not saying this is a good trade. By all means, I am not saying this is a good trade. You guys hear that? He's saying it's a good trade. It's not. <laughs> so let's just say it's like, okay, I'm going to trade my 16th pick, Dragon Bender, and Marquise Chris. Okay. To Memphis for the number four pick. And Chandler Parsons, who owed, who is owed 
$50 million in the next two years. Okay. Provides cap space for Memphis. They also get the 16th pick, and they get young guys. I'm just saying, I'm just using that as an Does example. Does that make Devin Booker happy, though? You get two young players? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm just saying I hypothetically. Mean, let's say hypothetically, if they do get Trey Young, so you're telling uh-huh. me they're, they're gonna build. Sounds a lot like the Warriors to me. As I mean, Devin Booker can shoot threes with the best of them. What did the Rockets do? Valid point. That's all I'm saying. Valid point. Valid point. So, all right, we are going from one point guard to another point guard. It's been reported that the Chicago Bulls are supposedly not happy with Chris Dunn's work ethic. Will they pick a guard at number seven? Mm. What guard would be available at that point besides Trey Young? Like, are we saying point guard or or a two guard here? You can, I think Colin Sexton will be available still. There's I haven't heard a lot about Colin Sexton. Me neither. I don't know. He he played at Alabama, which I don't think it's a premier basketball school. Did you watch him play? I did not. Did he play well? He's. I like him. You like him? I like him. Okay. He, he kind of gives me a Russell Westbrook vibe, and we're seeing how we feel about Russell Westbrook. But I think hopefully he can change. But he has a quick first step. He wants the ball. He shoots the shot. He has a fast first step. Hmm. Like, bro, his team played, I think it was three on five at one point. He almost won. It was crazy. Okay. okay. <laughs> I, I haven't seen him play that much. Uh-huh. But... I mean, what you're saying, it could make sense, but at the same time, I understand his work ethic might not be good. Mm-hmm. I mean, what if he's still got a concussion for when you jam those teeth into his gums? You know, you never know. These are true things. But he did take a huge step forward in mm-hmm. his development this year as well. Yeah. So, do you kind of just pass on that? To me, I go after. I feel Colin like Sexton. I feel like you can't pass on that. Um. You know, honestly, because that's that's one thing I want to say. Like, yes, you can trade a guy, and, and and hope that the guy you draft is gonna be better. Right. But when you already have a guy who's doing it in the NBA, mm-hmm. like you it's got a different story. Yeah, you got something tangible there. Whereas you're banking on potential that mm-hmm. has yet to be realized. So I, I don't know. And, and Chicago being in the position it's in, I don't I don't know if it wants to take a step back right now or risk taking a step back. Yeah. No, I feel you and. Um, to me personally, a lot of teams do this just to like play mind games mm-hmm. with other teams. Mm-hmm. So I can see them saying like they leak this out, and then they're like, "Oh, they're looking at a guard. Let's look at Colin Sexton, like we just talked about." And there's a guard that gets drafted before them, and then what do you know? They get the person who they actually mm-hmm. wanted. Sounds a lot like what Boston did last year. Exactly. Like, really and and um. It's a really great tactic, actually. So, like, let's just say Colin Sexton and Trey Young go in the top six. And they'll be fine because they actually wanted Mikhail Bridges. Or Michael Porter. Or even Jaron Jackson Jr. Like, you never know. But, um, talking about the draft, um... Who do you have as a sleeper pick? Ooh, I got several. Okay. I think Wendell Carter Jr. is a sleeper pick. I like Wendell. And I'm only saying this because he played in the the shadows of Marvin Bagley at Duke. Uh But you can't discount what he did. You can't discount what he did Uh for that team. 
another sleeper I got, and it's mainly because of comments that you've made, is uh, Gary Trent Jr. Yeah. After seeing how he's playing you right, he does give me a little bit of a Devin Booker vibe. Mm-hmm. So that's another sleeper to look at. Another guy who just shoots lights out and gives me like a a Bryn Forbes vibe. Yes, they're undersized, but three-point shooting is such an important commodity nowadays mm-hmm. in the NBA, and that's Landry Shamet. Mm-hmm. You did good at the combine. My last sleeper pick, and this is just mainly because you just don't know, and that's your boy, D. No. Michael Porter Jr. Oh. Yeah. Woo. What do you guys going to say? Don't worry about it. Keep Michael Oliver Candy? No. <laughs> I thought you were about to bring up a ball. Oh, no, no. LeAngelo? Yes. Please. Uh-huh. He's a sleeper pick to get drafted. <laughs> no. Okay. I like it. I like it. Especially the last one, Michael Porter Jr. I just feel he didn't show enough, but mm-hmm. what's there? No, I feel you. Um, I have a few, just like you. Um, I focus more on guys like late in the first round, mm-hmm. second round, just so you know. If one of them lands, I can say, you know what, I called it. Which he, which has happened in the past. Just a little sidebar. He did call Larry Nance Jr. being a solid pick. I mean, he's not showing up. Jordan, I called Jordan Clarkson. He's not showing up for some reason. I can get the Lakers because I also called Kyle Kuzma. Yeah, <laughs> and that, that worked out. And Jordan Bell. That worked out. And too. a little bit of Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. Just, I'm not... Anyways. Okay. So, um, here's a few. My first one is Kyrie Thomas. Mm, um, Creighton? Yep. Yeah. Uh, two-time defensive player of the year of the Big East. Really improved, improved his offensive skills. And his three-point um, shooting. And his three-point shooting. Don't be surprised by him. He can dribble, shoot the mid-range, and stroke it from the three. Also, like him as a defender. Sneaky athleticism and a hustler. Good wingspan, too, as well, right? I think so. I think like, he has a really good wingspan. You already said Gary Trent Jr. Um, he can shoot very similar to Devin Booker. Stats-wise, um, Gary Trent Jr. shot 41% from the three. No, 40% from the three, 41% from the field. And I have a few more, actually. Oh, go ahead. I wanted to add, actually, one more theater pick that I totally forgot. What's up? And it's another guy that's, for the most part, unknown, but... Mm-hmm. Some of the, the videos that have leaked of his workouts, it's looks okay. I mean, uh-huh. and that's Mitchell Robinson. Okay. I mean, he, he looks like a solid big, mm-hmm. um, maybe a little bit underweight right. to hang in the NBA nowadays. But he seems to have a lot of the attributes that you look for in a modern NBA big. Okay. So he's another sleeper pick that I want to go ahead and throw in there as well. All right. Even I- though there's zero college experience mm-hmm. on him. I have a few more. I have seven. Oh, <laughs> seven more. Lucky number seven. Um, there you go. Aaron, but I, I couldn't choose from these guys. I feel like all these guys are really close. Aaron Holiday, very tough point guard. Played mm-hmm. for UCLA. Uh, played with a chip on his shoulder. I think he has, he's just undersized. He is. He's six one. That's the only thing. Mm-hmm. But kid averaged twenty points a game, five point eight assists, forty six percent from the field, forty two percent from the three, and he plays defense. Yep. So and he has family that show that. They, they can, can play defense. Let's go ahead and look at uh, Drew. Exactly. And another small guard who I really like, Javion Carter from West Virginia, defensive guard. Just locked down defense. Mm. He doesn't mm. care who he guards. I've seen him lock down Trey Young. Yeah, twice. 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 That's where everyone started saying, what's wrong with Trey Young? Exactly. Offensively, he can lead the team. Another one, very sleeper from Tulane, Melvin Frazier Jr. I think he's Melvin Frazier Jr. or just Melvin Frazier. From Tulane, three and D. 
He's a 6'6", shooting guard, small forward, very bouncy. YouTube him. I believe he'll make an impact in his rookie year. Terrence Ferguson bouncy? A little bit. Okay, very nice. Can dribble, he can shoot well, and he can D up. 15.9 points a game, shoots 39.7% from the three. three. Reminds me a little bit of Josh Richardson from the Heat Mm -hmm. once he came in. Um, Another kid, I've watched him a lot, Chesme... Chemezi Metsu. Metsu at a USC, yes. Very underrated big. Just, I think with him, the big the big knock on him is his size. He seems a little, little yeah, but he seems a little, I mean, the, his weight. Just a little on the lankier side. Uh-huh. So I don't know if there might be somewhere that he gets pushed around in there. It could be, but, but he, I love his footwork. He can yeah. guard one through and, five. And his, uh, his offensive repertoire improved year in, year mm-hmm. out. And I'm going to go with another guard. You're going to be wondering why. Look, kid played for Villanova. Jalen Brunson, yep. leader, champion. Mm-hmm. Need, do I need to say more? No. When a guy can win, he's going to win at all levels. Exactly. He's won in, he won in high school. He won it at college. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's... I mean, never, You know what? There's an exception to that, and his name is Jaleel Local for, but that's yep. for a different time. And uh, two more. But this one I'm very, I'm very interested in. His name is Troy Brown, 6'7 wing. Oregon? From Oregon. Mm-hmm. His stats won't impress you. He only averaged 11 points and 29% from the three. But he but also his, has 3 and D potential, correct? Oh, yeah. His athleticism and even his ball handling schools, skills are enough for a team to look at him. And I think his shooting form is fine. I think he'll improve in shot, and I think he could help a team today. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Last, is he a freshman coming in? Yeah. Oh, very nice. Lastly, from Vegas, actually. UNLV? No, no. He, oh, I he, thought you meant the next up. guy you're talking no, about. No, no. Okay. The last guy I'm talking about, uh, we actually just talked about him before we even recorded. His manager is not doing a great job. I still have faith in him. There's just not a lot of 6'10 guys who can dribble like a guard. I didn't have on my list because I didn't even think he was in the draft, to be totally honest. It's fine. And his name is Billy Preston. And a 6'10 forward can dribble the ball like a guard. He can shoot his mid-range game. Um... I just hope someone gives him a chance because he was just a McDonald's All-American last year. But how big of a steal could he be if he goes undrafted, man? He can be a, he oh, can be yeah. a great steal. Mm-hmm. One of the best steals ever. Could you imagine finding your franchise player undrafted? There's been a few. I think Paul, Paul Millsap was undrafted. If Is I he a franchise player, though? Okay. I mean, Utah, maybe he was a franchise player in, in, in Atlanta. Uh-huh. Okay. So now we talk about underrated sleeper picks let's talk about overrated who's overrated in your eyes I got two big ones just because of what I hear about them uh-huh. first one is Trey Young I think he's overrated okay. I think everyone's buying into the Curry uh, comparisons mm-hmm. I don't think he's Curry um, the one thing I will say about uh, Steph Curry is tournament he would show up mm-hmm. he had that it factor Trey Young his team was like a bubble team to get into the tournament I want to say yeah. and some people might even argue that they shouldn't have been in the tournament well, they lost in the first round, yeah. so it don't even matter. And not only that, but he got shut down a lot during the season as well. Mm-hmm. Which I don't recall seeing Curry get shut down a whole lot. I remember when he had that magical Cinderella one mm-hmm. with Davidson. It was just, he was unstoppable. Remember, he was a junior also. Yeah, exactly. So, Trey Young, I would take him a little bit more seriously if he mm-hmm. would have stayed one more year. But the fact that he's coming in, you know, out of, as a freshman. Sorry, he's coming out as a, at the end of his freshman year. You've seen that he's been stopped. He didn't do much for his team in the tournament. I just think he's a little on the overrated side. Okay. And um, my other player that I think is overrated, and and I know I've talked about him a lot, I think 
the hype is uh, how can I explain it? The the hype is is legit, and I think that he has this potential. But the big issue why he might be overrated is because of his motor and a little bit of his work ethic, and that's uh, DeAndre Ayton. I just hear too much about him not wanting to work on his game, being mm-hmm. disinter- disinterested, or feeling like the way I've read a lot of like the 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 scouting stuff on him. It's very common with sometimes he feels like he's above the competition, so he doesn't have to try as hard. Yeah. And I feel like that's just a bad habit. So while the his ceiling is as high as people say, mm-hmm. I think it's that that um just that little knock on him that considers him a, that makes me consider him a bit overrated. He's still the best player in the draft. Yeah. But he's not the way he's being. Did you think the same thing about Ben Simmons? Because I did. I did as well. I did as well. I'm not even. I remember proud. watching uh watching that that draft and he just walked over that cameraman. All I thought was this guy's such a yeah. I'm just this is a family friendly show. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> I'll keep my comments to myself. But hey, uh-huh. you know what? He's he's doing good things now, and, and as long as he gets a jump shot, he should be okay. Exactly. So I have four actually. Uh, the first one's Zari Smith from uh, Texas Tech. He's a six four guard, and honestly, what Donovan Mitchell this did this year. Is great. Now I feel like everyone's looking for a six mm-hmm. four guard, mm-hmm. just like oh, everyone's looking for the next Porzingis. It's, it's very similar to like when they got. Uh, it's funny you mentioned Porzingis when Dirk Nowitzki came out. Yeah, and then oh, we took Darko Milicic because he's going to be like Dirk. We took exactly. Andrea Bargnani because he's going to be like Dirk. So people do buy into this. So and, this trend. and I have I think NBADraft.net. Shout out to NBADraft.net has them at fourteen. And I saw him, and he needs he needs work on his ball handling. Um, just he doesn't give me that vibe. He doesn't. He shouldn't be a late lottery pick. Um, he's a decent player, but where should not, he go? Then maybe late first, early second. Yeah, like you know, mid first or late second. You know, he only averaged eleven points, and he didn't show me anything off the dribble. He's Freshman athletic. as well, or is he an upperclassman? I couldn't tell you. Can't tell me. I just yeah. saw the video, and I wasn't happy. Another one is uh, Grayson Allen. I just don't like him as an NBA prospect. I just don't like him. He just His has that Duke either. hype. He has that Duke hype. Yeah. That's it. And Very similar to uh, Christian Leitner. You mm-hmm. know, when you have that player out of Duke who gets that hype, that no one yeah. likes. So I think he's getting that similar treatment. He is. And I, don't, I just don't think he'll be good on the next level. Uh, the next one, who I was actually really high on last year when he was a freshman was Robert Williams from Texas A&M. Him and his team just disappointed me, and he didn't improve at all from last year. So, and the last one, which is kind of interesting, is actually um, Shai Alexander, the point guard from Kentucky. Um, To me, he just doesn't have that first step. He's long, he's lengthy. 6'6". Yeah, you know, but he kind of reminds me of like a Jalen Hands from UCLA, and Jalen Hands is coming back. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, he doesn't have that quick first step. He doesn't have that athleticism. You know, I just I just don't like him. Now, granted, I want them all to succeed. So if mm-hmm. they succeed, I'm happy. But I just don't see it from him. Now, George, I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. What is more important? Having the more the better talent or getting picked by the right team? Can you explain that for me real quick? Yeah. What do you mean no as worries. far as having the better talent? Because I yeah. understand being drafted just, by the right team as far as fit goes. But what do you mean better talent? The just player? Or? Knowing just like if you're a player, is it better to have the more talent 
or is it being is it better to get drafted by the right team? And I'm I not mean, saying like you're getting picked in the I, lottery. I want to say the the best thing f- to happen is getting picked by the right team because mm-hmm. if you end up it doesn't matter how much time you have if you end up in a in a bad scheme, yeah, you can't do what you can do exactly. if your scheme dictates otherwise. Exactly. Actually, I have a few examples. Um, for me personally, I had Malik Beasley as a better player than Karis LeVert. Malik Beasley mm-hmm. was drafted by Denver. And um, I believe if Beasley was drafted by the Nets, he would have the same success as Karis LeVert, Karis LeVert. if not better. But unfortunately, he got picked by Denver, and they have a ton of guards. Mm-hmm. Another example, we talk about this, is Mario Herzonia. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. He got picked number five to the Orlando Magic. During that time, they were trying Aaron Gordon at the three. They had Oladipo and Peyton running the guards. They also had Tobias Harris and Evan Fournier. So where is room for Herzonia? There's no room. If he would have gotten drafted just to the next team, which is the Sacramento Kings, he would have had to fight with Rudy Gay at the SF. Who's or, no longer there. Yeah, who's no longer there. Or Ben McLemore and Marco Bellinelli at shooting guard. It's not much One of which was longer there, but McLemore's never really moved to the hype, so there exactly. definitely could have been more room for development there for Mario. Exactly. Now you look at, like, I'm not comparing Mario to Bogdan Bogdanovich from mm-hmm. the Kings, but... But you're saying, I know what you mean, like, could that have been him? Yeah, so compare those two situations to Devin Booker, yeah. who was a late lottery pick, but came into the right situation. You could argue the same thing for Donovan Mitchell as well. Yeah. You know, just going back to Devin Booker, during that time, they had three-point guards. You could just make the argument for anybody being taken at 13th overall. Yeah. But Devin Booker had to go up against Brandon Knight and Sonny Weems at Mm -hmm. shooting guard. Now, he had an equal shot there. Yeah. We're we're basketball historians. We like Mm -hmm. basketball. Let me take you back. 2013 Mm. pick. Right. The 2013 draft class wasn't a good draft class. It was okay. But uh, the rookie of the year was Michael Carter Williams. Oh boy, he got picked at eleven, and I'm sure which was after, a good fit for him in Philadelphia. Exactly, I'm sure many teams after that wished they picked him. Mm-hmm. He got playing time as soon as he got there. The person who got drafted before him, CJ McCollum, didn't get a lot of the minutes in the first two years. But CJ's uh, in fact hell of a lot better now. In fact. He didn't show his true skills until his third year mm-hmm. when Aldridge, Will Barton, Nicholas Batum, Wesley Matthews, and Aaron Aflalo were gone. all left. Mm-hmm. And it, I think it's clear. If he didn't get that chance, or if he would have lost his confidence, there would be no CJ McCollum. Oh, no. So no. I feel like fit is so important. Not only fit, confidence in your game, even when it's not and there And that you. confidence gets built with fit because mm-hmm. when you fit... And the system's going through you. You're seeing shots go down. You build off of that. Exactly. When the scheme is, when the system is going against you, and you're not firing on all cylinders, mm-hmm. that just really affects you. And I know one. I don't know if, if it was because of the offensive scheme or just because of a lack of talent. But one name that comes to mind when I see that, as far as just a player's confidence getting completely shot, that's Anthony Bennett. Yeah. Yep. No. Him and um, Ben McElmore, actually. Mm-hmm, as well. And I don't know. He had a chance, but I don't know. I remember Ben McElmore being called like, oh, the next Ray Allen yeah. coming out of Kansas. And yeah. it just has not worked out for him. Unfortunately. But, you know, confidence and fit. Mm-hmm. Two most important things. Last year, the Golden State Warriors bought a second-round draft pick from the Chicago Bulls for $3.5 million. It turned into Jordan Bell and... 
We all know how that worked. Jordan mm-hmm. Bell played big minutes. And, and he, he played well in those big minutes. Oh, hell yeah. And so my question is, is $3.5 million worth the draft pick? I'm going to say this. Just because of the role that he played and uh-huh. he didn't miss too much of a beat. He didn't get a lot of playing time, obviously. I'm not saying for that situation. I'm just saying in general. In general? Yeah. I mean, it seems like a lot, but hey, dude, they came out with the championship. Uh-huh. But you could also argue, I want to say the Lakers bought the Jordan Clarkson pick as well. And that worked out for them for a while. I mean, for a little bit. I wouldn't until they got look D-Lo. at it now. Exactly. Which didn't work out either. Yeah. But, but let's be fair. Deal didn't work out because he snitched. Uh-huh. But um, yeah, I mean, I feel like if you're a franchise that you know the direction you want to go and you're pretty sure and it and it works out for you in the end, you can't get mad at forking over 3.5 mil. No. If you're actually going to use the player... Hell yeah! It's and then and then the fact that Jordan Bell got minutes in the finals. Yeah, I feel like so. I mean, it worked out for them. I mean, I mean, you were there when I I felt Jordan Bell. He's a defensive juggernaut. Mm-hmm. I don't care mm-hmm. about anything. And if you're interested in, in that, because I have last year's um, my um, oh my gosh, help me my sleeper picks. Uh, I actually have it on a website. You can go check it out. Talk about Kuzma, Jordan Bell. And a few other dudes. I think I talked about Derek White from San Antonio. He got hurt. Anyways, I think it's worth it if you fork up that money. If you know damn well you're going to use that mm-hmm. player. And you're going to build that confidence in the player. The Warriors do that better than anyone else. Right now. Right now. Last but not least, man. Uh, do we got to talk about this? We got we to bring it up. <laughs> we got to bring it up. Will LiAngelo Ball get drafted? People say yes. My personal opinion, if he does get drafted, it's either going to be because LeVar talked him up as the next second coming of like Michael Jordan and people buy into it. Mm-hmm. Or uh, or simply because, I, I don't know, but I really don't see him getting drafted. I mean, uh-huh. you, got, you got teams out there saying that they wouldn't even want him on their G League team. Yeah. I mean, he is a power forward in a shooting guard's body. Yeah. It just does not work. And I personally think he's going to get drafted. I think he's going to go undrafted, probably get signed to some G League contract. He ain't going to like it, and his dad's probably going to put him in a better situation. This is all I got to say. Leangelo, I'll see you in a Lakers Summer League uniform in July. Because you will go undrafted, but you'll play with the Lakers Summer League team. I'll see you then. Lakers, please don't do it. Please. (laughs) Just a quick side note, because we're talking about a ball family. Um... Why, I know, right? Why does LaMelo trying to get waves? No. I don't know. <laughs> Lonzo. Ooh. Do you think he's... Do you think he's focused? Do you think there's too much going on I think there's too much going on around him right now with his family and the fact uh-huh. that now he has a kid on the way. Yeah, I think yeah. there's going to be some distractions. Yeah. Granted, he's rich. He can probably get himself a pretty cool nanny. Yeah. But I think there's just too much on his plate. And I think there's, there's a question... I, I have some questions about his maturity level as well. Just a little bit. I have a lot of questions as well. You know, I remember someone telling me that money reveals who you truly mm-hmm. are. And I remember hearing about Lonzo Ball at Chino Hills High School, him playing. And, like, he was very modest. He was very, like, really serious about the game. Now that he got he the contract. He works out to his own mixtape. Yeah. Now that he got the contract, he's like, mm-hmm. he's. it doesn't look like the same person no. I heard a few years yeah, no, back. Yeah. I'm sorry, dude, but if you're working out to your own mixtape, <laughs> you, you got you're pretty narcissistic. And I just 
I just hope it works out for him because he's a Cali boy. He's I hope so, too. I really do. I hope so, too, because, like you say, he's a SoCal boy. He's on a really, really mm-hmm. good, talented Laker team. There's a yeah. lot of young talent there. He could be a big piece of it. The best part about it is that he's selfless. Yeah. So he tries to get his, his uh, teammates involved before he tries to do anything. Right. But I feel like now that he's getting paid, he needs to put more work on his body as well and realize that he's playing the game he loves, but it's a job at the end of the day. And he yeah. needs to be able to come in and out as best as he can. Mm-hmm. And that involves not eating salads that are just lettuce, cheese, croutons, yeah. and ranch dressing. As Kuzma tends to make fun of him, he just needs to take care of his body and fuel his body properly and just really build his body. Because he can't finish right now if he drives no, in anywhere. Can't. So mm-hmm. that's the big thing I have for him. And the distractions are, uh, on and off the court aren't going to help, but he mm-hmm. needs to find a way just to tune all that out and just dedicate himself to basketball. And I hope he does it, honestly, man. I, I, I really like I hope him. so, too, because out of the three, he's probably the only one that has a shot at... I, I honestly thought Lamelo had a shot, but... The, I never what, thought Lamelo had a shot. I thought Lamelo totally honestly honest. had the best opportunity of being the best. Lamelo reminds me of that kid who's already gotten everything, and so he ain't hungry. He's not hungry anymore. No. <sighs> As a freshman, like he yeah. was talented. Now... It, it's not, it's not like you said, dude. Money reveals it. It does. True character. All right, y'all. That is it for this episode. Follow us on Instagram, like us on Facebook, and subscribe to us on YouTube. And always, and you'll always find us on Anchor and iTunes. So again, thank y'all for listening, and come back next time so we can run it back with you guys. <laughs>